Hello everyone, this is Inside the Tribe. We talk here about moving to another country, integration challenges, fun and experiences while living in different culture. Today I would like to invite you to talk about perception of women in different cultures and perception of working mom in different countries. For that I invited um, AD. You already will recognize her voice from our previous recording. Hi, Edi. Hi, Maria. Thank you for inviting me again. I'm looking forward to um, get into discussion on this topic with you. I think it can be very different how in culture and in country and um, among people, women and image of women is in different cultures. What is your experience? Like, what was your build from childhood, the image of woman? So I'm coming from, a, I would say, very traditional and religious Catholic city in Argentina. Very machist. Machista, how do you say in English? The, the perception of, of men um, like superior and more powerful or with more rights than women. Okay. The general issue in, in worldwide, how do you call it when the, the, yeah, I don't know, the patriarchado? The, yeah, yeah. The, my experience is quite particular because my father was not very present during my childhood. So I wouldn't, I, I was not witnessing uh, um, the, the relationship between my parents where my mother was the, the one fully dedicated to her husband. But that was how you 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 could feel it in the air. This is was was expected. No women dedicated to kids, dedicated to the house, not fully, um, not having a lot of opportunities, career opportunities or professional opportunities. I think this is this was the the, the old perception. But nowadays, I think we are in a moment of history where the in general perception of women is changing. Mm -hmm. good I don't think it's, it's related I don't see it related to living in one country or the other because you can also find those extreme differences here in Switzerland no no long time ago the difference between women and men were even higher and even hard to believe that they were still happening you no know, after other countries were evolving faster yeah but I think the the history in uh for women in general is, is changing. And I'm very, very glad to be witnessing that. Of course, stages of life also shape your vision on what a woman is or what do you want, or what do you want to be as a woman? Um, becoming a mother, you know, moving away, I think made me understand first that the expectations of women are too high sometimes our own expectations and social expectations, how we should deliver in every aspect of our life sometimes. So if you are a mother that is fully dedicated to kids, why you are not working? If you're a mother and working, why you're not taking more care of your kids? Why you're not taking care of yourself? Why you're not learning something new? Why you don't, I don't know, take care of your husband? And, and So there is no way to win. At the moment, I think we are we are evolving, but still the expectations are too high. 
in a world that is very demanding, where the, the speed of life is really fast. And I think it depends on us. It's an, an in, I believe it's an internal journey where we need to understand and define priorities and we need to understand that we cannot be everything 100%. Yeah. Did you have a clear vision how you would like to be as a grown-up woman? Um, I think I'm shaping that vision constantly. A few years ago, I was not even sure I wanted to become a mom. Now I have two kids and the best thing that happened to my life and also the most challenging thing. Uh, and I keep on working on my identity because we, I keep on changing. A few years ago, I was very um, oriented to my, my career Um, I was single, living in a big city in Buenos Aires. I was an independent woman. And suddenly I left everything. I, I, I moved and I was uh, supported by my husband financially. My, my work was not doing so well. So I, I quit. So life changed. And I didn't to work with myself to shape a new identity in a new life. Yeah. Because my life changed. Motherhood was definitely the biggest change. And I'm still working on that. And I think I will work forever yeah. on that because today I want to be the best mom I could for the four and two years old kids. But that will change in a few years when they start going to school. And I will need to reshape myself again. Yeah. And then teenaging. And then. Exactly. And probably we will move away or probably not. This is maybe the way I live the life. I have my dreams, long term dreams, those that you think, oh, this would be awesome. But I live more on the present and the short term because my life experience is life suppresses you constantly and changes can come, can come here and there without you expecting them. And you are not always prepared for them. So better face the life, face the challenge and do your best to adapt yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. As a mom of two, you work... And was it something usual to see yourself working with little kids? Because I think it can be, well, first of all, it's different from being home with two. I don't say it's less work being home with two or working with two, but it's different. And for example, you need to establish how it works because uh, we don't have uh, parents here to help as a grandparent, right? So different services and uh, childcare is involved. And uh, I mean, in Switzerland, it's not, I would say, the easy and helping system. Not at all. Yeah, because it's either expensive, and when it gets less expensive after certain age and going to kindergarten, then you need to organize different services because it's not under one roof. So you need to coordinate a lot. Exactly. And this is something that I, I, I keep on learning and, and, and keeps me very, very surprised. You know, the system is, it seems that it's designed and not up to date for having one, only one parent working. Yeah. Because when two parents decide to go to work for different reasons, you realize that financially is most of the times inconvenient. Yeah. The salary of one person, it's usually paying the childcare. Not even. My salary is not enough for paying our kids' childcare. And I'm very happy and grateful for the childcare they have. I cannot compare because I have no experience in my country or in a different country, but the daycares here are really awesome places and they provide kids with 
plenty of stimulation and, and activities and a lot of fun. And they also help erasing the kids in the social environment, which is very, very healthy. Multicultural environment, they speak three languages in the kita. So I think it's wonderful, but it is my personal choice to work just because I like to work, yeah. not because it is convenient for us. Yeah. It's actually quite inconvenient sometimes. After you understand more than me, but when kids start a kindergarten, you have new challenges and new difficulties. And you can see from your uh, families around that in many cases, grandparents are taking a very important role on taking care of the kids yeah. during the kindergarten holidays. And when you don't have family here, you need to do your best and to re- really become, sometimes I, I make a joke, I feel sometimes an engineer or an architect, you know, designing the schedule and routine yeah. on the holidays one year in advance to fit everything together and with a very high cost. So yeah. it is Switzerland, I think, is a very challenging place for, for developing a career as a mother or maybe as a father, if it's the mother, the one supporting the family. So two parents working, it is challenging. What I found a very um, positive advantage is that comparing to my country, uh, in Basel at least, you are um, able to find part-time jobs, which when you become a parent is, of course, the preferred option. Mm-hmm. something like this in my country some years ago I cannot speak for now but I think it's still um, valid my perception it's very difficult to find a part-time job you can manage to to get to an agreement with your em- employer but like a secret agreement just to reduce a little bit your job reducing your salary of course but this is not something that is as well accepted yeah it's not hey you're doing that yeah I totally agree it's also here I, I feel um, I can't say for the whole Europe but in Switzerland um, there is also choice of temporary job if you want more like project job and you want I don't know one year contract and then you want to make a break because uh, one of my job uh, in Moscow was also temporary and I got it quite easy because nobody wanted temporary job mm-hmm. You know, everybody wanted stability and having permanent job is stable. I think it's also a plus mentioning of the social security. You know, if you don't have job, you're covered here. There is rules, there is system established. In Russia, if you lose your job, you're kind of done. Yes, definitely. Once you enter in the system, the stability brings a lot of relief because everything works with some issues like in every community, every system or every country. But I think becoming part of the system really, really brings a lot of relief. And and as you said, when things change, uh, you don't have the anxiety or the concerns you would have in in a country like Russia or like Argentina, where it's very unpredictable. And and yes, it's it's become really, really difficult to to manage. Here, you know that there are options, that you have a system that will support you in case it's, it's needed. I think most of people I know, at least, there is also this perception from the other side, like, oh, if you have an unemployment insurance, oh, of course you won't work. You just get for the insurance. And I don't think that's the mindset here at all. Mm-hmm. People like to work and prefer to work. The unemployment insurance is the last, the last of the, the least of the options. And I think that's why the system also works. People is not trying to take advantage of the system, like would be maybe in cultures like mine. 
but just try to be part of the system because as soon as you get into it, you know, you will have plenty of other uh, opportunities and options. Yeah. Also, what I like, there is possibility of flexible working times. For example, for me, I switched with kids to schedule that I was really, really early at work. The, the first ever in office, but I also left earlier. So I, I was in at seven in the morning already working in quiet environment in office. And then half four, four, I could go. And there's still several hours for me in between uh, that I take kids. So I could um, do some, I don't know, some appointments or doctors or anything. Because if I did it from nine to six and then I pick up kids, there was just no break at all. And another interesting characteristic of our country or, or the, the country where we live is that after six, when you pick up the kids or after seven, seven thirty max, everything is closed. Yeah. So if you forgot something or if you need something for next day and you didn't manage to do it during the day, forget it. It's over. So um, you really need to be, the, also the system forces you to be very well organized. I'm not surprised that we live in one of the most organized countries, right? Because <laughs> you need to be like that. It, it is uh, as soon as you understand the rules and you understand that there are no exceptions, so everything is closed, you need to, to adapt yourself. And this is how you become, um, yeah, it's a little bit Swiss, but it, it works very well. Yeah. What surprised me, or let's say, maybe it's my perception or just what I see, but um, from all wives of friends who are Swiss, or like they are wives of my husband's friends, so they're local, I know only few who really made career in their field or working hard. And by hard, I mean like four or five days a week. Mm -hmm. Most of them, they either quit and really dedicate to home and kids, mm -hmm. or they work in 20-40%. I have several Swiss ladies at my work, but they single without kids. Mm -hmm. But those who I know uh, who are with kids, mm -hmm. they shift. And I think for them, it's, uh, it's a normal thing. But I wonder if you raise with that, it's normal for you, right? I think, of course, we are also the result of our experience and the way we are raised. But nowadays, we are exposed to a globalized information. We have access to how other people and other countries live. So we understand it doesn't need to be one way or the other. It's more a personal choice, more with the evolution of the perception of women or the role of women in, in society. I think nowadays it's a, it's a personal uh, decision. I do understand that might be more difficult for women's race, very traditional way with very strict or, or, or marked role and, and expectations. One of my colleagues is a Swiss one, it's a young, very young lady, and she comes from a very super traditional village, not even a city, very small town, full of traditional people. Mm -hmm. Once her mother gave her book that is titled with something like How to Be a Nice Girl. How to be a pink. Pink? Pink girl. Okay. So meaning how to be a feminine and mm -hmm. stylish. Um, so she, this lady is just 
awesome. I'm one of her biggest fans. She's a very young programmer. She has her own business with only 25 years and she likes computers. I mean, that's her passion. She's also teaching and she's just awesome. And I could feel and hear from her story that she, she didn't fit into that way of raising a girl and didn't fit into that community. But doesn't, that didn't stop her. Even her, her has her motorcycle. Okay. Her bike, exactly. And she used it every weekend with her father. These are, for me, wonderful examples of, yes, I was raised this way. This is what I was taught how it should be. I'm something else. Yeah. I mean, we have, I think, also kind of initial impulse. And if that is not pink flower or something, it's also fine. I mean, I was shooting in ruffle with my father in army shooting place when I was eight. <laughs> so, you and know. That's, that's wonderful. It's, I think it's all part of uh, evolving, learning, educating ourselves. I have my older son who loves to wear dresses, who goes to kindergarten from time to time with his Elsa dress and at the beginning I was I, I was curious is, is this something that happens frequently and how do you handle toys for boys and girls and then I learned because I like to read a lot and I was exploring with a lot of psychologists you know and pediatricians I learned that it's such a ridiculous idea of having toys or or colors for boys and girls so I was so glad to be able to educate myself so my kids can live the life that they are supposed to live, no? in freedom, enjoying and learning. I think here it's um, it's easier with this point in Switzerland. I, I also don't know because okay. I can't compare, but I'm so glad that things like these are, are taken very naturally in kindergarten, for example. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe in my country will be different. I sometimes read things online that are so disappointing, I would say. And I think, again, it comes from maybe the way you are raised and how willing you are to re-educate and relearn or unlearn that are not not longer valid. I want to bring another development and topic, uh, working moms and parents in our teams at work because of the first child I reduced to 80% and now I'm after second I'm reduced to 70 and I'm the only one in team who works part-time and now since several months I have my boss who is also a woman and also 70% so she is even on the leading position with kids in 70% and proving that it's possible but before there was also a feeling from my team nobody tells it of course in your face but that one day a week I'm not working and something which is urgent should wait or I say no I can't work or meet at seven because I'm picking up kids and of course you'll get less social because like oh we're going on the Rhine for beer or whatever no sorry you need to tell me one week before that I manage how I do it with my partner or with uh, some nanny or something it also was once we gave a feedback to each other so not the whole team to one person but really face to face 
and then I heard from several people that that I have potential and that I can organize many things and there's a lot that I can do, but I'm not taking extra projects and they don't understand why. And I said, yeah, guys, you don't understand why, because I have so much more now at home that I don't have this drive or energy to take extra things in the moment at my work. So I do my job. I do it good in part-time, but there is no space for more. Yeah. Let's call it issue as a difficulty, general difficulty for mothers, no? And that's why probably we don't see so many women on the board or in the higher positions of, of big companies, especially. The good news is that in some places like this one, you can still choose. Yeah. In some other places, some other countries, it's not so easy to choose and you just want to keep your job. So, and you work 100%. So I think it depends on the teams, depends on, on the culture of the team, the culture of the company. This is something that naturally is shaped by bosses, by your bosses, but also depends on you. I mean, yes, maybe these are the expectations and I understand that I have the potential, but my personal choice is this one. And sometimes it's not even your personal preference, but given the circumstances, you do your best. We just need to accept. But I see this difficulty everywhere. It's it's more or less the same. And it's even more complicated for for us living here because we don't have additional support, right? We have Kita, which is our, the Kita is the kingdom maker, which is our salvation, let's say, because we know that our kids are in good hands for Mm a certain amount of hours. But there are no grandparents, nanny services are luxury. So it's something that you cannot uh, use frequently, regularly. It's an exceptional gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, the active hours of the day are reduced because the services stop working after six o'clock. So in eight hours, you need to do 90% of your day. It's challenging. But mm-hmm. it's also possible to find your own happiness by being honest with your personal choices and your preferences and doing the best that is possible at at the time. I think it's also not only for women is this, you know, because for men, maybe some of them also want a one day off or like 60% working and spending more time with kids. But then there is a perception that you don't want to grow or you don't want to evolve because you want to put less to your career which is also kind of fragile balance yeah but i think the, again i think it depends on, on on the culture of the company i my current boss is, is a man and is a doctor and i see him very ambitious guy and also very dedicated father he works part-time in different projects he's a workaholic he's constantly connected but when he needs to take care of his kids that's his priority Okay. We understand yeah. as a team and we work like that. He's the first one telling us, hey, boss, my kid is uh, with fever today. I will work only in the afternoon. Please take care of your kids. Stay at home whenever you feel you're ready. Please come back. So we have the flexibility. Of course, my duties won't be reduced by me staying at home with my kid. I will need to do it and to catch up a certain point. I know I have the flexibility to be fully honest and said, I need this day, I won't be fully percent, yeah. 100% connected because I have, I need to take care of my child. 
And again, this comes from my boss and that's why the whole team works that, like that. Maybe your team is different. And I see also people more ambitious and less ambitious the same thing. It's also personal. If the culture of the company and the team are more or only career um, oriented, you might feel that pressure differently. Yeah. I think here is a good place if, for example, my probably perfect picture would be that I can do different projects together with main job Mm -hmm. to be in part-time and to realize that I can do things that I like aside. But that's possible. Yeah, that's possible. And it's uh, possibly good. It's not easy because you need to find that balance, you know, that needs to also be also be financially convenient but it is possible we are in a place where these possibilities exist maybe you didn't notice so much because you speak the local language with no problem but i also noticed that when you want more flexibility so so jobs that are more flexible or part-time job with less uh, demanding hours require with no exception local language and this was an issue for me when I wanted to look for a part-time job because there were no part-time jobs. I would comment on that, that um, smaller local companies, they have more offers for part-time. You, you're right, but yes, German is needed. And big companies, they do have part-time jobs, but I see that it's possible only if you're already in organization and then you can ask for that or push for that. It's very... A small amount of companies who place position advertisement as part-time. Sometimes it's job sharing. For example, if two people, 50%, they share in a job, like one position. And most of cases where you have part-time, it's um, parents who reduce then after kids. So mm-hmm. it's rare that you can see a person who who have no kids that they're part-time. Yeah, and that's, that's something that I, I, I found out while looking for a job. I finally found one part-time, but it was uh, exceptional. Yeah, so I would say in current lifetime where we are, I think the main things are choice that we do for ourselves, what we do and how we do, because sometimes even women are hard for other women, you know, for their choice, what they chose. Especially. (laughs) Especially, exactly. And also make it convenient for you and for your family. Yes, I think we are in a, in a place where this is possible, where you can explore your choices first, identify your preferences, explore your choices and make your, your decisions. And not every place is like this, definitely. No. I don't know how you, I wasn't checking anything about childcare or a system or anything when I moved here. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, you know, oh, let's let's see how it will be when I have kids and what would be the options. I didn't inform myself at all and I think for people who think to move and they are in the age where they think in several years or something I will plan family it's also needed to be checked how then you will handle it and what resources you will have I I fully agree I when I moved here I was not sure I wanted to be a mom so that's something that that evolved and we we need to learn when the time came I don't think that the Childcare system will stop you from moving if that's the, the decision, right? You just need to, to be prepared for, yeah. for adapting your life and 
setting, adjusting your expectations on yourself, depending yeah. on how the system will support you. I think that's the, the main the main message. I don't know how many, I think, for example, Canada is very similar to us in that sense. The cares are expensive, yeah. high quality. Um, so you can see that maybe um, there are one of the first-line countries are have similar systems. However, uh, I think we have a lot to, there is a lot of room for improvement. All women with all preferences can choose also to give more time, dedicate more time to career or to dedicate less time to career, but still to work without dedicating fully the salary to to the daycare to support. Because that, at the end, makes many women uh, quit, resign the, the, the option, for sure. So I think, um, yeah, a lot of things that would be improved in our system. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie, for um interesting conversation today. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for being so nice host <laughs> for sharing your experience. It's always good to hear how other people in the same context. Thank you. That was Inside the Tribe. Bye-bye. <music>